Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Lost Transmissions, a Battlefleet Gothic podcast set in the Age of Darkness. Now transmitting to you live from a savior pod, drifting through the cold void of space. Hooray. I'm your host, and here with us is an imminent corpse, Austin. We, we've got an hour of oxygen left, and by God, we're going to waste it on the best thing imaginable. Battlefleet Spaceships. That's right. <laughs> Spaceships. Um, we've already gone over mech rules, both sides of the coin, the loyalist and the traitor. Um, so today we're just going to talk about our favorite part of it. Ships. Boats and boats and boats and ships. Uh, we are, for reference, going to start on page, uh, what page is this? Uh, 27. Ah, yes, 27. Oh, no, 21. 21 of the actual document. Yeah. Uh, 27 if you are reading it on your computer as a PDF. Which, let's face it, most of you are. We don't sell hard are. copies. Yeah. Not trying to get C&D'd over here. <clears throat> so the Mechanicum fleet uh, largely draws from the same pool as legions and imperial army and rogue traders. They only have a couple of ships that are unique to them, um, and we're going to go over them first, and then we're going to talk about some of our favorite ships and how they operate differently or just better under Mechanicum rules. Uh, so, the first ship is on the very first thing in the compendium, replacing the battle barge, is the Arc Mechanicum. Ooh, ah. Yeah, it's sexy. Mm -hmm. It's 405 points. Just, which might make it one of the most expensive battleships in the game, I think. It certainly does, uh, but she is real good. Uh, the standard battleship, 12 hull points, 20 centimeter speed, uh, 45 turn, four shields, five up, six up, so kind of your standard battleshipy thing, and then five turrets, which is, I mean, standard for battleships, but also delightful. Eat your heart out, Emperor. Mm. Uh, and her equipment is for laying down the hurt at a distance. Uh, she's got port starboard 60-centimeter lance batteries, two shots each. Uh, port starboard weapons battery, 60 centimeters, 12 shots each. And then another 60-centimeter dorsal lance that goes left, front, right for two. Uh, so pretty much you can throw out a Crusader and a Gothic's worth of broadside at 60 centimeters. And then if that's not enough fun for you, she also has strength nine prow torpedoes. Yep. She's got a lot of guns. She's, you could compare her to the Oberon, only that she doesn't have, uh, oh, what am I thinking of? She doesn't have uh, launch capacity. Mm -hmm. She does. She doesn't have boats. Yeah, she, she trades that out with the ability to survive a little better uh, in a one-on-one -on -one fight with something her class. Yeah, she is the only battleship that really has a sizable mix of batteries and lances. Uh, the Retribution has... The majority of its firepower comes from batteries. The Desolator, the Apocalypse, and the Victory, the majority of their firepower comes from lances with um, dorsal weapons batteries on top for added fun. Uh, but the Oberon... Not the Oberon. The Arc Mechanicum can duel, like Austin said, uh, any ship of her class or smaller, and usually win. Yeah, and 
I think the most interesting thing about her isn't that she can throw out a bunch of firepower on one side, right? Any battleship, like Stephen said, can do it. The difference between the Ark Mechanicum and most other battleships is that she can put out a very dangerous amount of firepower on both sides at once. Uh-huh. Uh, for example, like the, the Desolator Stephen was talking about, port starboard lance batteries, four shots each. Great. Dorsal weapons battery, 10 shots. Great. But it's left front right, which means that you can throw 10 weapons batteries, four lances to something, but you can't do it to two somethings. Uh, which does tend to get battleships in trouble in my experience because they're big and they're sexy and they're right in the middle of your battle line and they just go straight into the middle of the enemy line, firing guns in all directions. But then you realize one direction is not shooting near as much as the other uh, and you get in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Something else the Ark Mechanicum can do that most other battleships can't as a result. Well, maybe the Oberon. The Oberon could do it. Um, just as a result of the spread of her weapon systems, mm. is that she can split fire, you know, like most ships can. It's mm-hmm. a it's an often forgotten thing. Um, but maybe she doesn't want to put all of that firepower into one target. You know, maybe there's a, a little escort squadron or a, a crippled cruiser that's in her firing solution, and she just wants to put a put a few lances into it just to finish it off. But all those weapons batteries, she wants to throw at something 60 centimeters downrange to ruin shields or put the hurt on. Mm-hmm. So she can do that because she's fancy. Mm-hmm. And I also, because I like it because she does have, you know, the dorsal lances left, front, right. You got to pick a spot for it. Um, but I really like a strength two lance battery that can fire in a random direction. Uh, at 60 centimeter range, right? Because like you said, picks off that last escort, hits that cruiser that's trying to run. Uh, You're shooting enough guns that like, you're reliably going to do one point of damage, right? Like two, four ups. We all know that math. Um, It's not wasteful. It's not wasteful. You're not dumping 12 weapons batteries at something that only is one hit away from death. Yeah. And the... um Arc Mechanicum still has more guns than what's listed on her profile. Uh, For 10 points, she can replace those torpedoes with the classic Nova Cannon. Uh, Blow out the the bridge of battle barges from across the table. It'll be fun. Jason! Jason! He keeps doing it. We don't know why. He's done Um, it three times. Though then you do sacrifice that Strength 9 torpedo salvo to the front. And if you don't want to do that, but still want to be sexy... 30 points, give it specialist torpedoes. Bam. Vortex torpedoes, melta torpedoes. A spread of Uh, nine vortex torpedoes tends to make enemy ships have a bad time. Yep. They tend to suffer imminent existential failure. However, bear in mind that uh, carrying specialist torpedoes does endanger the arc a little bit, because if she takes a critical hit to that prow, they may detonate. Uh, sometimes they blow up <laughs> blow up in the silos, and that's not great. Uh, but she does have that six-up prow, so, you know. Yeah, she's all don't right. Don't suck. She, It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everyone's <clears throat> everyone's fine. Um, I remember that those specialist torpedoes, the Mechanicum has fancy specialist torpedoes of their own. If you're playing Loyalists, you have the... Uh, 
the Life Eater beta strain, and you have the monkey-brained uh, Cybernetica Cortical, which can reroll their misses. But if you're playing Dark Mechanicum, and you should be, because it's really cool, you have your Enslaver Torpedoes, your Graviton Torpedoes, and your Scrap Code Torpedoes. Uh, which brings us to another neat bit about the Arc Mechanicum, because again, at 405 points, it is the most expensive battleship in the game, short of the Glorianas. Uh, but she has the ability to select one refit at the start of a battle, and in campaigns, she does not have to roll for what kind of refit she will receive. So uh, at the beginning of the game, Gifts of the Omnissiah or Madness of the New Mechanicum, because you're a fancy Mechanicum ship, uh, the Arc Mechanicum can just pick which ones it is she wants. Yeah, and if you can't figure out why that's super good, uh, we suggest listening to our last episode where we talk about all those gifts to the Mechanicum and why they're all super good. Uh, <laughs> the obvious one is to take the uh, the fancy lances that hit uh, hit twice on sixes. Uh-huh. Um, what am I also looking here? Whoops, here we go. Uh, you've got the, um, the augmented weapons relays is what those are. Um, so your lances hit twice on a six, and all those weapons batteries that you have get an automatic shift on the gunnery table before they fire. A good shift, that is. Which, considering their long range, 60 centimeters, um, it will negate the bad shift that you'll get because you're shooting so far away. Mm-hmm. Although, I there there are a couple other ones that, like augmented weapons relays, right? The Making your guns better, it's the obvious, easy choice. Um, but emergency energy reserves, where you only lose 25% uh, instead of 50, super nice. Um, obviously, that doesn't help your lances too much because you still round, so your two is still going to go to one. Um, but it keeps the weapons batteries respectable. It gives you extra shields, extra turrets, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, and then, of course, the fleet defense turrets. If you've got something else out there, uh, it being able to pass off two turrets to somebody else is delightful. Yep. And again, if you decide that you want to uh, roll with the traitors and roll, do Madness of the New Mechanicum, you can pick that upgrade as well. Uh, Cascade Cannons is a good one when you're sporting that many weapons batteries. Uh, Tessellating Geometry also keeps your big 12 Hellpoint ship uh, from from taking as much damage because you get that 6-up or that 5-up save. I will tell you, though, my favorite of these to take on really any battleship uh, is Unnatural Grace. That extra 45-degree turn for a battleship is just amazing because there are situations the angles you can, are all wrong. Yeah. Like you can, there are things you can, that can happen to your battleship where you just can't turn because you can't go the minimum distance forward. Uh, like that, that happens to Sonadol all the time. She doesn't really care because Steven's luck is atrocious against her. Um, That's true. But in a normal situation, you know, you can lose, five, 10 centimeters of speed on a battleship and suddenly it's only going 10. You need to go 15 to turn. You can't turn. Unnatural grace, bam. You can still keep bam. those guns pointed in the right direction. Weird little turn. Yep. Now there is a slight downside 
to the uh, to the arc, and I say slight with quotation marks, um, and that's that the arc mechanicum has to have an Archmagos explorator or navis embarked on it if one is present, because this is the big fanciest. This is the fanciest ship possibly in the segmentum, uh, and the smartest, fanciest guy is going to be on it, probably because he personally owns it. Yeah, if there's not a Gloriana around, an Arc Mechanicum just is the most impressive ship in the fleet. Now, which does mean if it gets blown up, uh, you've probably given your enemy 500 points. So there's that. Yeah, there is your, that. Your guy was there, yeah. Um, but the not even necessarily the hidden uh, benefit to that, because it's pretty obvious, is that your Arch guy pick their refit at the start of the game. They do. Uh, so the mechanic, the arc mechanicum has two refits and she can pick both of them. And again, if you don't know why that's really good, take, go back and take a listen to the, uh, the previous episodes we've done on mechanicum. Uh, cause that can make the arc mechanicum extremely rude. Yeah, that's why she is the most expensive uh, gun battleship uh, by quite a bit, really. Uh-huh. Um, like, she's only a little bit pricier than an emperor, but carriers are their own thing. Yep. Yep. And she doesn't really... She has her own ordnance defense in the form of five turrets. Yeah, she doesn't really care about uh, enemy attack craft. Uh <laughs> She just shoots them real hard yeah, with a lot she, of guns. She just fires all the guns and doesn't worry about and stays sixty centimeters away. You know. Yeah, they had it's, to. They had to go a long way to get there, mm-hmm. and now they're just going to get blasted apart by five turrets. And I've I've been on, I've I've been the uh, wing commander in that scenario. It never goes well. We keep yeah. doing it because we have no choice, but it yeah. never works. Statistically well. speaking, it will work eventually. Yes, at some point in time in an infinite universe, there is a attack craft wave that came in and just crippled one of these things right off the bat. Uh, if it happens to you, you know, send me a picture. I'll buy you a beer sometime. <laughs> That's We offer a lot of beers and no one's taken us up on them yet. That's what happens when you cancel Nova two years in a row. We're not paying out anything if we don't see you. That's right. We can't ship beer. Well, I mean, we could. We won't. But you usually got to do it in like a case, right? Nah, I'm not, I'm not mailing somebody a bottle of beer. Yeah, you would have to do six beer-worthy things that we've hidden throughout the two seasons so far. And if you do all six of them... Like a scavenger we'll, hunt? Yeah, we'll send you a case of beer. Hmm. And not like an IPA either, like a real beer. Yeah. So... Uh, that's the Arc Mechanicum. She's big. She's bad. Uh, if she's a Dark Mechanicum ship, then she also has violation of the, uh, violation of the machine to make those guns even scarier or make her even faster or just ignore the critical hits that you did to her. She's real. She's real rough. Yeah, it's upsetting. It's, it's straight up upsetting. Um, and then what other ships do the Mechanicum get? So... We're going to skip past the battleships, because while the Mechanicum does get battleships, we're going to talk about which battleships we like the most uh, in a little bit. But we're going to go all the way down, way, way downtown, 
to page 51, uh, or 57 if you're reading on a computer, to the Defiance Light Cruiser. Uh, the Defiance is part of the so-called uh, Voss Turumvirate. It's the Endurance, the Endeavor, and the Defiance. And those of you who have been uh, playing out of book one for a while now will note that while the Endurance and the Endeavor are present for Legion and Imperial Armada, Imperial Armada, uh, the Defiance is a Mechanicum exclusive. And the main reason for that being is that between the Armager and the Strike Cruiser, um, the non-Mechanicum fleets have uh, have the carrier light cruiser covered. Yeah, they real do. So the Mechanicum still has the Armager, uh, but they also have the Defiance, which is Cruiser 6, because it's a light cruiser. It's 140 points. It's Cruiser 6, uh, 20 centimeters of speed, that 90 degree turn, one shield, five up armor, four turrets, which is an obscene number of turrets for a light cruiser. (laughs) It really shouldn't be allowed. But all of these Voss ships have a little bit higher turret capacity than normal. And that's actually a Mechanicum thing in general. I don't know if we've touched on that before. Um, but all Mechanicum ships have one more turret compared to their non-Mechanicum equivalent. Uh, so the average cruiser, the murder, the gothic, the lunar, etc., have two turrets. Um, Mechanicum murders, gothic, lunars have three. Uh, Mechanicum dictators have four, stuff like that. Uh, and that's to make use of those fleet defense turrets. Yep, turns out when you don't have to feed your gunnery crew, you can cram a lot more people into the thing. Yeah. More people and more guns. Hooray. Speaking of guns, the Defiant uh, sports a Prowl... Prowl? Okay, great. That's how we spelled that. Uh, a Prowl Lance Battery. God, who did the editing on this? <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, two of them. She's got two of them, which is, you know, kind of lance-heavy for a light cruiser. Uh, and it can fire left, front, or right. Also, for uh, then, for the record, I was supposed to be spell-checking that. That wasn't a dig at Jesse. Jesse, when you're <laughs> editing this, if he edits this, who knows? Anyway. Please, please don't edit all of uh, Austin's parts out. <laughs> it's just Steven talking into the void. Uh-huh. <laughs> Austin's been dead for two years. Oh, no! Yep. Welcome to Lost Transmissions <laughs> ghost episode. Um but the Defiant also has port and starboard launch bays, firing uh, fighters or bombers, uh, one squadron each. Mm-hmm. So the Defiant is not a particularly aggressive ship, uh, but the fact that you can bring one for 140 points uh, with its turrets and its fighter and bomber complement make it an excellent escort, right? Uh, because two squadrons at a time, two squadrons of fighters... Uh, will help protect that big, expensive Arc Mechanicum from all the torpedoes being flung at it from downrange. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can blunt a bomber wave before it comes in. You can keep uh, keep assault boats off of it. It's also... And while the... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go... You, you mm-hmm. first. I insist. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I was going to say, it's also, weirdly, my favorite thing to squadron these with is just a regular old Dauntless. Regular old Dauntless, doing regular old Dauntless things. That's true. Because uh, the Dauntless, if you remember, has prow lances of three that are left, front, right. So you can swing all those lances back and forth wherever you need them. 
Uh, or you can have it sitting in uh, with torpedo dauntlesses because you're reloading ordnance anyway and just you know keep those fighters around to clear out enemy attack craft to make your torpedo waves more impactful uh, and to cover the light cruisers themselves. Yeah, and while Austin is a fan of the Dauntless, uh, I personally prefer, to the surprise of nobody, the Heretic. Um, with 12 weapons batteries uh, in a single broadside between its six on the sides and six on its prow, uh, it can reliably drop shields for the Defiance to plink away with the Lance. Uh, and anything that happens to not be crippled from that can eat bombers. It's true. There is a little bit of a downside and that the heretic is 30 centimeters. So you're giving up quite a bit of speed to kind of keep them together. But the heretic also only has two turrets. Uh, so sticking it in where it can pick up more support, uh, both in, you know, the attack craft and the fact that defiance has four friggin' turrets itself uh, can be super useful. Uh, so they can be in a squadron together. You pay a little, you get a little, or they can just sort of be near each other on the battlefield. Yeah, they don't necessarily have to be a squadron, but they yeah. can they can go together. And really, um, I think that I would probably not run the Defiance and the Heretic as a true squadron, uh, unless one of them really needed the leadership help. Uh, because the Heretic mm-hmm. wants to be locking on, and the Defiant wants to be uh, reloading ordnance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although with two lances, it can lock on and make for a good account of itself. Yeah, it's not it's not wasted when you lock on with this, uh, like it is sometimes. Not like that armager. Well, I mean, the armager does have three lances, but they're front only. And this is one of the things that Steve and I were chatting about briefly before uh, before we were recording. Is the armager is ten points less? and five centimeters faster, and has an extra lance. And if you're you know, listening to this, you're like, well, that's kind of dumb. Why the hell is that less expensive? One less turret. And I know people are like, oh, turrets. No, turrets are real good. They save lives. Uh, but that's most true. importantly, it's that the lances can go left, front, right. Because when you're a carrier, you're generally not face on to the enemy. Right, you're you want to be kind of trying to keep the range because your attack craft can get there and the enemy can't. So a lot of times, you know, you're sideways to the enemy, or you know, you're trying to reload ordnance. Right, you're not trying to come to a new heading or do something dumb to get yourself uh, into a good shooting angle. Uh, and even though it's one fewer lance, being able to swing it, you know, over three quarters of your base uh, makes a lot of difference. Yeah. The Defiance. And it works well uh, in addition with its little brothers, the Endeavor and the Endurance. The Endeavor being the battery craft of the uh, of the triple threat. Uh, six weapons batteries on each side, and the Endurance being the light, or the lance cruiser of the three, uh, with two lances on each side. I know... I'm aware that the book says that the Endeavor has six lances on its port. It has two. Don't let don't let the our poor editing. Yeah, none of you should have actually ruin, believed that. Ruin your good time. That's right. Uh, the Endurance can also drop its uh, prow weapons battery for, or sorry, its prow torpedoes for another lance, uh, which fires all around. 
and the uh, Endeavor can do so too. So what you can do is you can bundle up these three light cruisers, which are 140 points, 135 points each, uh, and you've got a battleship's worth of lances for a fraction of the cost. Yeah, because that gets you, what, six weapons battery, eight weapons battery, you know, with the, the port starboard in, and uh, two, three, four, five, like six lances? Yep. Four lances? No, six lances. And where that really starts Provided to shine, you remove the torpedoes for lances. Yes. And where that really starts to shine is against those pesky escort squadrons, mm-hmm. which, you know, your firepower six, firepower two weapons batteries just aren't going to hit. They're too small. Uh, but you drop five lances onto them, and they're going to have a bad time. That they will. Uh, it's also Notably, kind of a delightful mix of weaponry. You know, you've got a little bit of everything to deal with whatever you happen to be running up against, uh, which is what a light cruiser is there for, right? Like historically, light cruisers are there to run around and just kind of be mostly self-sufficient and be a bit of a nuisance in a bigger battle. These fulfill that role admirably. Yep. And uh, they're easy to defend. So if they get boarded, they get plus one to the dice roll. Uh, Normally, you as the Mechanicum don't want to get boarded, but if you... You know, or playing a world leader fleet, or a dark mechanicum fleet with slaughter thralls, mm-hmm. or, or really any space marine fleet. Any right? space marine fleet, you know, uh, they're going to want to gang up on your little whole point six light cruisers. Um, but at least the Vosterumverit has that has that little bit of insurance. Yep. Against uh, it. Between that and its vast, <laughs> vastly more turrets than it should have. They're a trickier prospect than uh, a lot of people expect, especially since a lot of people forget that you add turrets into the defender's boarding value until you've already done it and are about to roll dice and tot up the results. Ha-ha! I've made that mistake before. <laughs> yep. Oops. And then one last note on the Defiant, uh, because I love it, is if you are playing Dark Mechanicum, and once again, you should be, it's super cool, uh, the Defiant can take Slaughter Thralls as one of its upgrades. So it gains the ability to launch Assault Boats, which Sharks, Dreadclaws, whatever, they're identical. Uh, and now you have this little defiant cruiser just rolling around with maybe some escorts or a, a more heavily armed cruiser coming up, and it's just plink, plink hitting you with two critical hits at a time yep. as it launches angry Skitari Or just exploding escorts. Yeah, it's it's just it's a it's a real dick is what it is. <laughs> it's a real real rude kind of cruiser. It is, and they're delightful. Uh, and if you happen to be lucky enough to own some of the actual models, like bless you, and I'm a little jealous. Yeah, they are rare. Most Mechanicum ships and Voss ships mm-hmm. are going to be hard to find. Uh, they were a metal upgrade no not a metal upgrade they were just a metal model yeah, the cruisers were made of metal yeah. the arc mechanicum you can expect to pay what 50 to 60 dollars for a battleship normally yeah for like uh, an the, imperial battleship you know the standard yeah the arc mechanicum you'll probably end up shelling out on the high end closer to 80 just because Ooh, there's not more many than of left oh yeah like i mean 80 80 is what i would pay for it you, if you if you want one, you know you're like, ah oh, man, I got to get a Mechanicum fleet. I really want the you original have, thing. Yeah. You know, if you don't have the time or 
energy to wait for like a good deal to come across. You usually spend over a hundred bucks on one of the one of the battleships. Uh, shit, I've seen the cruisers go for like sixty. Wow, it's distressing. Yeah, yeah. the mechanicums are expensive <laughs> in um. more ways than one. <laughs> but don't worry, yes. your enemy will pay too in sorrow. Yep, the mechanicum have one one final uh, exclusive unique ship, and it's an escort. An escort that is unavailable to anybody else. What escort is it? A little bit further down on page 53 or 59, if you're reading on a computer, it's the Idolater Destroyer. <gasps> 45 points. Escort 1. Speed 30. Ooh, she's here to hunt. 90 degree turn, 1 shield, 5 up armor, 2 turrets. A sizable amount of turrets for an mm-hmm. escort. Mm-hmm. And uh, only has two weapons, but it has a front-left-right weapons battery, firepower 2, with 45 centimeters of range. Now, if you've played escorts at all, you know that almost all of them max out at 30 Mm -hmm. with their weapons, especially weapons batteries. And then it has one 30-centimeter lance battery firing in the front. And I know Um, what some of you were thinking. 45-centimeter range is great. But it's only firepower two. You get a bad shift that you're throwing no dice. What's the point of that extra 15 centimeters of range? It has advanced firing solutions. Uh, Pretty much when Xana built this one, they broke the mold and didn't give it to anybody. Uh, (laughs) uh, Anybody loyal anyway. Uh. Yeah. Um, there might have been some Eldar trickery used in making this thing. Who it knows? uses parts that are Frail. definitely not human. It's not okay. Uh, yeah. But anyway, advanced firing solutions. The vessel does not shuff, suffer a bad column shift when firing weapons batteries outside of 30 centimeters, which means that this gives them a decisive advantage against enemy escort squadrons. Um, normally, when I have escorts, I like to send them after enemy cruisers. Um that's just how I roll. I, I use my light cruisers to hunt enemy escorts. However, these guys were attack craft, really. Uh, but these guys, because they can have that kind of standoff range, because an escort outside of 45, like 45 centimeters is real hard to hit, right? Like it's already, I don't have my, uh, actually, yes, I do. I have it right here, right? If you're throwing eight ba- eight weapons battery, at an escort closing, you know, the best possible thing, at 45 centimeters, you're rolling three dice at it. And still probably needing fives. Yeah, and you need fives to hit, right? It's, it's a general. It's one of, those, one of the Legion escorts. Uh, you know, if it's a beam, which is, you know, escorts tend to be when they're running around doing all their dumb stuff, that would be two dice with the bad shift. So that, that extra good shift is an extra shot or two, and that makes all the difference. Yep. Uh, makes them a little better at firing, shooting down ordnance, too. You know, if you've run out of everything else uh, and you just absolutely have to bring that wave of bombers or torpedoes down, um, the idolater is going to be more accurate at it than anybody else's because you're already shooting at ordnance, so it's the worst possible firing solution. <laughs> But at least you're not going to get further kicked in the dick by firing outside of 30 centimeters. Well, yeah, you can hit them at that longer range is the important thing. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and it is 45 points. So, you know, you pay for what you get. 
but it's a yeah, fun it's little pricey. ship. It's only five points less than the Thunderbolt, which is by far the most expensive escort. Yeah, well, uh, the Nova also is pretty expensive, if memory serves. Uh, but yeah. yeah, this this is actually, and this is the last ship, I think, of the traditional metal ships uh, that we didn't have rules for. Yeah, right? it's not in the original. Well, it was in uh, Red Book number one. Mm-hmm. We took it out. Uh, so that we could make it exclusive for Mechanicum here in Red Book. Yep. Yep. And it, there's something worth noting when you're buying Chaos Escorts, these metal ones, um, is that you'll know which one you have by how big it is. Uh, the Idolater, the Iconoclast, and the third one. Havoc. Havoc, maybe? Um yeah, Havoc. I'm here for you. Yeah. Uh, they all kind of have the same general profile, uh, but the Iconoclast is notably smaller than all the others. Um, it's roughly the size of the first knuckle of your uh, thumb. It's a little baby. Uh, but the Havoc and the Idolater are, comparatively speaking, gigantic. They have big, heavy front prowls. They've got, like, sensor masts sticking off in weird directions. My favorite part about the Idolater is that it has, for that lance, it has a skull with a gun barrel sticking out of its mouth. Some of them do. Some of them do. Yeah. They're a little more chaos-y than <laughs> most, most chaos ships, really. Most things, yeah. No. Um. Props to you if you can find a uh, Desolator, a, ba- a Chaos Battleship um, hull. And then I believe it has eight turrets on each side. Uh, find eight Idolaters, take their little skull turret, and replace the ones on the Desolator for the most chaotic battleship. You've gone mad with power. Just buy the package EW skulls and put a mast in there, in the mouth. But, It'll do you just as well. But metal. <clears throat> metal. Quit driving up the price of chaos ships, Steven. <laughs> what? I got a whole box of them I need to sell. Jesus. Um, but that's mostly it, I believe, for um, for like actual Mechanicum exclusives. Uh, and if you're being incredibly true to fluff, really the Iconoclast should probably only be taken by Dark Mech fleets um but there's no there's no I mean, rule that says people they have do to be. deals with zana right like yeah people do deals with zana so there's no reason that you can't have them as loyalists but if you are playing trader you should almost definitely have them especially because, if you're playing zana especially if you're playing zana um not that there's any rules for zana but, but queen corswain i don't know if you've saw her she's sculpting the zana like seal um onto the sides of her mechanicum ships it's crazy that's wild. Yeah, that That's big wild, like I fully support it. Monster skull that they have as their as their icon. Um, but we're gonna take a brief break and let Jesse talk at you for a minute. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about my favorite things, Grand Cruisers. Hey everyone, this is Jesse. Once again, I'd like to thank you for tuning into our program. If you uh, enjoy this program or would like to give us some feedback, go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify and leave us a rating. We'd love to hear what you think. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at RR30K Podcast. You can join our Instagram at RR30K. 
can follow our Discord server, which link is in the show notes of this program. You can also visit our website, rr30k.com, and that's where you'll find the Battlefleet Heresy Compendium and all sorts of little fun little things and all sorts of fun little things we have going on over there. And if you really enjoy our program and would like to support us, consider becoming a Patreon. Go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30kpodcast. Choose a tier that's right for you, and we greatly appreciate it. And right now, we'd like to thank all of our patrons, starting with our Legion Praetors, Alex Self, Chaplain Asar, Chris Mack, Jacob Dillon, Garner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Mr. Baldwick, Nick Quanga, Sar Luther, Taco Tuesday or Bus 22 Rock and Roll McDonald's, and What's Ligma? Our Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Angry Boy, Dave Jones, Duncan, Ed, John Christensen, M. Tanzer, Gorkrow, Noah Atkins, Rena the Floof, Scott LeMay, and finally our Legion Sergeants, Agrippina, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Hessem Syed, Jay DeSales, Jay Grammaticus, Mr. Sear, Nick Gillen, The Zoy, and What Do I Call Myself. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and you can go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k podcast. And now, continuing on with Lost Transmissions with Stephen and Austin. Welcome back. We've only used up 30 minutes of oxygen, so our lives will be prolonged for another 30 minutes, give or take. Um, and then hopefully we get found by then, because otherwise these really are to be going to be some lost transmissions. It's getting cold. Yep, it's fine. Put a blanket on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're going to talk about Grand Cruisers, and some heavy cruisers, maybe. Mainly because Steven refuses to not. I love them so much. So, a lot of conventional BFG wisdom, but when I say that, I mean the internet, and you can't see me, but I'm rolling my eyes and doing the SpongeBob thing, like where he's, you know, doing that SpongeBob uh, sarcasm sure, text. Sure. Yeah, you, you know. Uh, say that Grand Cruisers are bad. They don't like Grand Cruisers because they're too expensive. They're pricey. They don't have a lot of guns. They're too expensive for, yeah, not enough guns, not enough hull points. Really, the only thing they bring to the party is two extra hull points and an extra shield compared to most of their cruiser equivalents. Um, and a battleship will outgun them every time. Um, but I like Grand Cruisers just because they're fun to build, they're fun to convert. Um and battleships are, like, physically and points-wise expensive. I, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to spend my child's college fund on a retribution battleship. I don't want to have to explain to Ruby later why she has to go to a state college. I don't want to do it. You say that like Grand Cruisers are cheaper. They're, it's true. Grand Cruisers are actually more expensive. <laughs> they're uh, a little bit rarer than battleships, so you wind up paying a little more money for them usually. Um, yes. But they are maximum style points. Yeah. Uh, they're sexy. They, you know, the internet can say what they want. They can still 1v1 any other cruiser in the line and blow them to hell. Uh, yeah, and, two extra hull points and an extra shield isn't anything to sneeze at. And you don't have to worry about that, you know, that third cruiser to unlock it, right? You bring a battleship, you got to bring three cruisers. Bring a grand cruiser, you only need two friends. Yep. And how they many of light you, cruisers. Like, even I have two friends. Like, it's not hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I personally like to combine uh, Grand Cruisers with Light Cruisers, because generally, Light Cruisers, I just use them to knock down shields. Um, mm-hmm. And they're cheaper than Cruisers for that purpose. Uh, then when the when it comes to the actual fighting, they can slip behind their HP-10 three-shield uh, friend and, and not get blown to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But the Mechanicum kind of spits in the face of that conventional, Grand Cruisers are bad wisdom. Uh, even though their Grand Cruisers are more expensive, on average about 20 to 30 points, uh, they pack all those Mechanicum tricks. They have the extra turret, they have access to Gifts of the gifts of the Omniscient, Madness of the New Mechanicum. Um, I love them. Mm-hmm. The one that I love the most is the quintessential uh, Grand Cruiser, is the Dagon Grand Cruiser, which we've uh, in previous times referred to as the Repulsive, which it was before we uh, changed its name. 255 points. Uh, which is, I believe, 40 points more expensive than the original. Yeah, it's pricey. (laughs) Yeah, it's expensive. It's almost a battleship, but not quite. Uh, Cruiser 10, 20 centimeters of speed, 45 degree turn, three shields, five up armor, mm, four turrets. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. carrier turrets, boys, without carriers. Uh, It has port and starboard weapons batteries at 45 centimeters. With 14 shots, it has three dorsal lance batteries at 30 centimeters, front, left, right, and six prow torpedoes. Um, It is not, as you might expect from something out of the Chaos line, a long-range brawler, or rather a long-range support ship. The Dagon wants to get in there. It wants to get to grips with the enemy. The 45 degree, the extra uh, 15 centimeters on its weapons batteries, that's just to bring down shields on its way in. Because when it gets there, it's really going to lay into you. And I will 14 say... 14 weapons batteries is a lot. 14 weapons batteries is a lot. But if you want to do more than just bring down somebody's shields, uh, for 10 points, you can increase the range of its 30-centimeter strength three dorsal lances to 45 centimeters. Uh, at 10 points, that's basically as close to an auto-include as you can get in Battlefleet Heresy, I feel. Um because, you know, have 14 guns, you know, you're shooting at an enemy ship, and what's that? Like, eh, capital ship, closing, but it's away, uh, it's to this, you know, you wind up throwing five or six dice at it, which is great. Um, that's probably going to drop the shields of a cruiser, but then you've done no damage, which is a bummer. But if you have three lances that you can also throw at it at 45 centimeter range, it becomes distressing. Right. Yep. It goes from annoying to distressing, uh, and that's making people brace. Right. They see, oh, I'm shooting 14 weapons, batteries, three lances at you. F it, brace. We're out. Like, don't want to run the risk. Uh, and that's a win all on its own, even if you miss with everything. Yep. Uh, sometimes it's not about killing them. Sometimes it's about making them act like they're dead. Yep. Uh, for 15 points, a Dagon can upgrade its uh, prow to an armored prow. Which you all know and love it. It's a six-up armor on the front. Mm-hmm. So it's got six torpedoes. It's got three lances that can fire in the front. It can just cruise on and laughing as your firepower bounces ineffectively off of its three shields and six-up armor. Yep. Uh, but more importantly than that, 
if you've paid attention to the rules, you'll know that any ship with eight hull points and a six-up armor, a uh, six-up prow, can mount a Nova Cannon. Now, the Dagon's Nova Cannon is a little bit more expensive. It's 20 points as opposed to, um, I believe, the 10 points. No, never mind, 20. I hmm. take that back. Forget I said that. Uh, we'll 20 point Nova post. Cannon. I'm not making yeah, a note. We'll... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have time for post. We've only got 30 minutes before we asphyxiate. Uh, the Dagon's Nova Cannon can just sit back there, and maybe you didn't want to have to bring a whole-ass battleship to bring a Nova Cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you didn't want to bring an Arc Mechanicum, so you brought your Dagon, and you're just blasting out the bridges of everything you see. Yeah, I love how that's not an actual thing the Nova Cannon makes easier in the slightest, but Jason's done it so many times, it's, it's just where we're at now. Yeah, it's just what we believe That's what Nova Cannons do, right? They yeah, they just they what do you, who do you mean it's a one in twelve chance? Don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah, um, it's fine. Yeah, it's a fun ship. Uh, again, I really love increasing the dorsal lances, the armor prow. Uh, that's more situational. You know, if you're running a lot of the chaosy ships that don't have a six up prow, why bother? Uh, if, however, this is the only thing with a pr- five up, you know, the only cruiser with a five up pr- prow. Uh, you might want to invest just to stop it from catching all of the firepower as the fleets are closing. Um, and then you throw a Nova cannon on it. Just laugh. Yep. And the Dagon now, so the Dagon or the repulsive as it were, was not available to the original Adeptus Mechanicus fleet list. Um, so there's never been before a repulsive hulled ship that has access to gifts of the Omnissiah. Uh, there's no gifts of the Omnissiah result that's not good on the Dagon. And yeah. the main reason for that is because it has so many weapons batteries for a cruiser. Uh, 14 is a lot. So even when you cripple it, you know, you're still throwing out... Um, better than a Lunar. Yeah, better than a Lunar. You're still throwing out a fair number of shots. Uh, I don't know what 25% of 14 is. Don't ask. Okay, it's four. It's four shots. I don't even know what what math you're doing now, but it's fine. It's impressive. We love it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Instead of being halved, it goes to 25%. Oh, reduced by 25. Yeah, reduced by. Why why would it improve by making it less shots? Right, right. It's still 10 weapons battery. Yeah, it's 11, actually. Well, 25%, you reduce four off of that. Three and a half. Oh, yeah, you round up. Yeah, you round. You know up. what? This is it's, why we write rules, not do math. It's we ain't here for book learning. It ain't for That's gentlemen. Right. Yes, ten weapons batteries, way better than seven uh, than seven, which is what you would normally get if you were crippled. You know, uh, the advanced engines boosts it up to more about where you'd expect the chaos ship to be, twenty five centimeters. Yep. So and it's again. going to run down whatever it fights. Yep. And if you're pairing it with those light cruisers like Steven likes to do, you know, it keeps right up. Mm-hmm. The defense turrets, uh, four turrets on the Dagon. It's a, it's a good amount of turrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, you can, you can protect your little buddies from incoming torpedo fire or errant bomber waves. Gyro stabilizing matrix, uh, reduces its weapons to 75% instead of 50. So now not only is it, uh, fast, but it's maneuverable. You know, you can still bang out an all-ahead full or come the new heading and still have um, a fair number of weapons batteries. Yep. 14 is just a great number of weapons batteries to have. 
It really is. It really is. And then and naturally, then still got the augmented to finish weapons. Them off. Yep. 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 Augmented weapons makes those weapons batteries more accurate, and those three lances hit twice. So if you somehow manage to crank out three sixes, you know, <laughs> suck six lances, nerd. Apologize to your friend and watch his entire <laughs> fleet go to hell. Yeah, it's it's fine. Um, the Dagon is one of my favorite ships for uh, the new madness of the new Mechanicum. Insane beyond measure. Uh, because, again, at 10 hull points and 3 shields, she's durable. Uh, so she can afford to be right there in the thick of it, auto-passing, uh, reload ordnance, uh, all ahead full, mm-hmm. and lock on. She's just there. She wants that blood. I love the Dagon. I know you do, Steven. I know you do. The only thing that I think I love more than the Dagon is the Hades. Which I know isn't a grand cruiser. It's a heavy cruiser. It's my favorite heavy cruiser. Um, but like the Dagon, it's another ship that uh, there's just nothing. There's nothing bad that can happen to it by applying Mechanicum upgrades. And that's really all there is to say about that. <laughs> it's got four lances firing in various directions. So you know, it's only got slightly less firepower than a Dagon. Um, yep. but 220 points, 25 speed. It's nasty. It's purdy. It's purdy. Uh, the governor grand cruiser is another good one. Uh, yeah, really any, like, I mean, th- some of the cruisers, there are gifts that you're like, eh, do I really want that compared to some other ones? But I got to say for once you get in like the heavy and grand cruisers, everything is good. Everything is good. As far yeah, as, uh, it's true. Upgrades go. Because they've got that, they've got that just little bit of extra nasty uh, that really makes those gifts shine. Mm-hmm. And you would think that Mechanicum stuff, a lot of it wants to use like lances. When you think, if you're a Mechanicus player, lances is probably something that comes to mind a lot. Yeah, especially um, if you're a forty, the forty k variety. Mm-hmm. But in thirty k, boy, Mechanicum have so many good weapons batteries upgrades. Um, it's not listed in a lot of these. I actually have to go back and edit it and put them in. Um, but you can still get those plasma-boosted weapons batteries. Upgrade any 30-centimeter weapons battery to 45 centimeters. Yeah. And just, you know, congratulations. It also goes the other way. Pretty much anything with a 45-centimeter weapons battery can reduce down to 30 for increased firepower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that Exorcist. You think eight's a little too too wimpy and you don't want to bother with that extra 15-centimeter range? Go to 10 firepower. No points cost. No changes. Just do it. Get right up in there. Congratulations. You're a Hades now. Mm -hmm. A Hades with a launch capacity. Hooray. Yeah. I, one of my favorites, again, is, this has always been my favorite, one of my favorites, uh, just because it's simple and it's mean. I wouldn't say it's particularly effective, but it's simple and it's mean. It's the Avenger, uh, because it has 16 weapons batteries. Only 30 centimeter range, but 16 weapons batteries on a 10 hull point three shield platform. And when you're playing Mechanicum, you know, you got Cascade Cannons for more crits. You've got Plasma Boosted Batteries for more range. You got Augmented Weapons Relays. Once again, you know them, you love them. Free uh, good shift before you fire the batteries. I love that Avenger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So cute. Um... But that's mostly it. The only other ship I would say really stands out 
for Mechanicum is Austin's favorite, the Oberon. Just because it's, it's got a little bit of everything, so there's no upgrades that it can't use. Yeah, I mean, same same basic principles as those grand and heavy cruisers, right? It does everything pretty well. Uh, and when you have a random chart that improves one thing to make it amazing, if you already do everything pretty well, suddenly you're doing something fantastic for free and doing everything else better than average, and you just deal out death, and it's delightful, and we're all about it. That's right. If we'd been on an Oberon, this never would have happened. <laughs> what never would have? Oh, I see. The whole no oxygen floating through space thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, well, I can't help it. Yeah. Mm. It was a Dagon. It came out of nowhere. Damn it. It had 45 centimeter lances. What were we supposed to do? Die, I guess. Yes. Well, certainly some people did. <laughs> and we will, too. Don't worry, they'll recover our bodies and use it to make nutrient paste for somebody. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, or we'll be eaten by demons, you know. It's fine. Whatever. Little column A, little column B. Yeah. Uh, but I think S- that pretty much wraps it up for our, our Mechanicum-ing. Yeah, I reckon that about does it right. for Mechanicum-ing. Mechanic- mechanic- mechanicum stuff. Yeah. Me- yeah. yeah. The, the Omnissiah's many gifts did not include language. Um, yeah, that's about it. We got three episodes out of the content, which is more than we expected. And certainly, we had to fight the urge several times to just make extra uh, extra thick, chonky episodes. But now it's we true. know that we have, we have limited now we're content getting, to work with. Now, now we're getting so. into the stuff I'm real excited for. I mean, yep. I love me some mech stuff. But, uh... Whew. Lord, what are you really excited for? What comes I, next? What what what's in the next episode? Beaten to death, dir- dirty Xenos, a non-compliance. That's right, boys and girls and sundry others. We're going to the Great Crusade. Yep. Brand new content. We campaigns in the Great Crusade. We're going to talk about fleets of non-compliance. We're going to talk about fleets of horrible, hideous, unmentionables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Stay tuned. Fun. Yep. Until then, though, good hunting. And if you see a savior pod drifting out your window, say hi. Hi.